Come on, let's praise the Lord on today. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus Christ on today. Amen. Come on, clap your hands for Jesus Christ on today. Amen. And welcome to Heavenly Grace Gospel Word Network Rejoicing in Jesus Christ program. Amen. Come on, let's shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Come on, let's shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. We are so glad, amen, to be back, amen, here with another Rejoicing in Jesus Christ, amen, program on today, amen. We just thank God, amen, for everything that he is to us on today, amen. We thank God for Jesus Christ being the head of our lives. We thank God, amen, for being saved and sanctified, Holy Ghost filled and fire baptized and delivered, amen, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ on today, amen, continuing to grow in the Lord, amen, and we thank God, amen, for the founder of Heavenly Grace Gospel Word Network, amen, Apostle Miller James Pearson Jr., amen, this network was started in 2012, amen, where we want to bring different men and women of God onto the network and rejoice in what the good works they are doing for the Lord. And on today, we have, amen, with us, amen, a special guest, amen, Psalmist Tanita J. Cunningham, amen, amen, and we thank God for her on today, amen, we thank God for her biggest supporter being with her on today, amen, amen, brother, minister of music, amen, Kelvin Casey Cunningham, the second, amen, we thank God, amen, for them being with us on today, amen, and this Rejoicing in Jesus Christ program, and we look forward to hearing from them today, we look forward to everything that we're going to, amen, that she's going to be singing a little later, amen, we're going to let the Lord have his way. Can we let the Lord have his way on today? Amen. 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 And we thank God for her covering. Amen. Apostle Chastity Curry, all uh, God of God of Another Chance Global Ministries. Amen. We thank God for her covering. And we thank God for the covering of Minister of Music Brother Kevin Casey Cunningham, uh, New Vision Pastor Hauser from Helena, Alabama. Amen. So we thank and praise God. We're going to go ahead and get started. We thank God for our guest audience. Amen. That, amen. That has come. Amen. To be with us on today and rejoice in Jesus Christ. Let's thank God for them on today. Amen. We just thank God for, amen, what God is doing. Amen. We're just excited about the Lord and we're excited about, amen, hearing, amen, their testimony. Amen. Hearing about what God has done for them, how God has blessed them, the miracles, amen, that has happening, that has happened in their life, that's yet happening. Amen. And what, amen, what God is about to take them to next. Amen. So we thank God. Not only that, I do want to share with you, amen, Summers Tanita J. She has two CDs, amen, that has already been released. Amen. One just was released in May of this year, amen, called The Overcomer. And she's going to tell you a little bit more about that CD. And also she had another CD released, amen, in the past. Amen. And it was called It's My Destiny. So we're going to go ahead and hear from them because we are excited. First of all, we want them to tell them, tell us a little bit about themselves. Amen. So we're going to start off and just tell us a little bit about yourselves and we're going to learn more about them today. Let's thank God for them again. Right. Tell us a little bit about yourself on today. Well, I am Psalmist Tanita Jade. Um, I am all the way from 
Chillicale, Alabama, a little small town called Jimison. And um, this right here is my husband. However, you want to get to know a little bit about me, so let's talk about me before we get to the part with us. Um, I am 33 years old. I love God. I have five wonderful children. Um, I have two girls and three boys, and they're all steps. Um, how can I say this? My life has been a complete story of survival. I wouldn't necessarily call it testimony, but survival. How to depend on God when you can't get to a preacher. How to depend on God when your mom or your dad doesn't understand or see what you really carry, even though they birth you. Some people parent who you are naturally, but not who you are spiritually. And that's how we get away from our purpose in life. And I had to discover that on a lonely walk. And I knew the deeper depths of salvation on a lonely walk. I didn't go to the elevator. I had to take the stairs. I didn't go through an alley. I had to really take a long road. There was no shortcuts in life. And I believe the lessons that I have learned, I believe that he truly can, a blood wash believer, that he can turn your mess into a miracle. Because you're looking at someone whose life was a mess, completely lost. And the time that that truly happened to me is when my grandmother closed her eyes. I opened mine. And so, it's my destiny. I really created that from a broken place. Overcomer is because I overcame grief for nine years. Because that's how long she's been gone. Nine years. I was married to a preacher. He was an apostle. We're not going to give any names. I was married to him for a year. Due to that, I learned what deliverance looked like. He walked me through my process. He trained me even in my call. But then what happens after you get those prophecies and then they come to pass and then the one that walked with you turns on you? So I'm a living testimony and a survival woman that thrived from a place of broken pieces. I literally came from nothing. And in the middle of nothing, God breathed on me and created something new. And it is an honor to be in y'all presence to tell y'all this today. Because I'm not even supposed to be here. But I thank God for life. And I thank God for the return. Amen. 
didn't care what the preacher was preaching about. I didn't understand. So the minute that I left Alabama, I got into a, I guess you say a group of people that wasn't good for you, you know, wasn't good for you, not going to beat around the bush with a group of girls, wasn't good for me. And I started stripping. And the minute that I start doing that, um, my life changed when I saw the money. And when that took place, God sent a bishop in the club. Didn't even know my name. He knew my initial, but he didn't know my name. And when I went to him, he said, you're out of place. And I'm like, who is this man? Thinking he'd come in and, you know, want to dance, but no. He wanted to save me. My life changed right then and there in the club. That was the first time I ever encountered the presence of God. I will never forget that. And it taught me that God is anywhere. Not just in the four walls, but beyond. So that made me want to look at other people that's outside of the four walls that's just like me to just go out because someone went the mouth for me. I was a soul. He didn't look at the mess I was in. I was a soul and he was obedient and he saved my life. With the help of God, he was instructed to save my life. And the minute that that happened, the Lord told me, he said, now, be done with this. Because if you go back, they're going to take your life. I got out immediately. I went to my sister. And the minute that I went to my sister, I was like, how do I start now? After this happened, where do I start? And I put me and my kids in a shelter. I didn't want to go back home because I knew if I went back home, I would relapse. So I went to a shelter and I met a wonderful woman who was an apostle. She knew the Lord. And um, she began to talk to me. She began to take me and my kids in. And that's my first time ever experienced true deliverance. It wasn't an overnight thing. It was ugly. Oh my goodness, it's not pretty at all. But it took months of stripping. Months of shedding. Months of cutting. Months of layers coming off. Until I start looking like I belong to him. And the minute that that happened, it wasn't just my look change. My prayer life increased. And after my prayer life increased, my appetite changed. I didn't want the things of the world anymore. I wanted God. Could have nothing satisfy me. I wanted God. It was the way that I felt in his presence. And I experienced true love to, in order to accept the love that he had for me. 
And people just think, you know, when God sends you a husband or a wife or that friend that, you know, you just easily love. If I'm going to tell you now, if you don't know how to love the Father, you're not going to know how to love yourself. And if you don't know how to love yourself, you're not going to have, you're not going to know how to love a true friend. You have to experience the love of Christ in order to love you and know who you are. And that's what I had to do. I had to unlearn to learn again. God has really worked a lot of miracles in your life. Amen. And like you said, amen. Ministry is beyond these four walls. And God, uh, he, he can go anywhere and save anybody. And that's why when Jesus Christ, he walked the, the earth. He dealt with the sinners. He dealt with those that were sick, those that need to be healed, those that needed to be saved. He said, the, the scripture said the well didn't need a physician. But he came for those that were sick and those that were lost. And like you said, your, it is beyond a testimony. You have a story. And a lot of times, like you you, uh, you were saying about, you, you have a form of godliness. And we know in this day and time, that's very, I mean, it's a lot of people have a form of godliness. And I believe your story is helping somebody right now that has a form of godliness because you said something that when you realized how your life had it turned and how you start you started to want God and seek God and pray and that's very important when you become a believer of God you must have a prayer life and you also said you you in order to know how to love somebody you have to learn how to love the father Lord have mercy Amen. We thank God for that. Amen. And because, you know, I just look how um, sometimes, you know, people can be so judgmental. Yes. And I know when, when you become, when people become judgmental, they can miss souls. Yeah, that's it. They can miss souls. And I knew, I know that it's by no mistake that you're here today. I know it's all God. I know, I know it's all God. God has an appointed time. He has a predestined, and uh, I'm, I, I just feel, I feel the Lord in here. I feel the Holy Ghost. I feel the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. And um, that CD, Overcomer, because you've overcome so many things. Amen. There's a lot of things you said that I can testify to. I can relate to. Amen. 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 Um, when you talked about homelessness, I know about it. Um, when you when you when you talked about the the lifestyle of a stripper, I didn't do it, but that was my goal. Before I went to college, I said that I wanted to be a stripper. But before I went to college, God saved my life. He turned my life around. And see, see, God knows. He knows all things. And, and we have the, we have our guests out. We have these young people out here today. And I, I'm just praying that they're listening today because this is what it's all about. 
Amen. This is what it's all about because they're young. And they're gonna they have experienced some things, but they're gonna experience more things. Amen. And even the people that are watching out there, they're hearing your story. They're hearing what you went through. And it wasn't easy. But thank God you didn't give those babies up. Thank God you held on to them. God was watching those prayers that your grandmother prayed. They covered you. They covered you. Amen. And they yet covering you. Amen. Amen. And we thank God for that. Amen. Let's thank God for Psalms today today. Amen. Amen. Tell us a little bit more about, amen, your city that you released is my destiny. Tell us a little bit more about that. It's my destiny. I literally, I'm going to tell you why this is happening. I usually don't tell my encounters because they're very intimate, but I want to share this. Um, I got pregnant. I was with a guy for 11 years. Listen. I want y'all to listen. I was with the man for 11 years. The minute that I got pregnant, the Lord told me that I wasn't going to see this baby. He said, his name going to be Ezra, but you're not going to see him. And I remember telling him, I said, um, hon, I don't, I don't think we're going to have this baby. He was like, why do you feel that way? I said, I don't know. I don't, I don't think we're going to have this baby. And come January 4th, which is number four, me, the appointed time of God. It was January 4th, and um, I started hurting. I went, I went to the bathroom, and there were coffee grains. And it didn't look normal because I wasn't bleeding. I went to sleep. My oldest boy woke me up and said, Mom, get up. You're, you're bleeding. And we looked and the blood didn't look normal. And he called 911. And when they came in, they was trying to figure out how come I was standing because I was hemorrhaging and didn't know it. And my vital signs were good. They couldn't understand what was happening to me. They had to get me, rush me to the emergency room right away. I had to stay overnight for um, emergency surgery. And the minute that it happened, they came back to me and told me, you know, they couldn't find a baby we don't know, but we got to keep you here to have the surgery. But as I laid in the bed and my mom called, she prayed with me on the phone, my birth mother. She said, baby, this is a spiritual thing. God want me to tell you that this is a spiritual thing. And I said, okay, I'm scared because something's happening to me and they coming in here asking me what's my blood type. Mama, I'm losing too much blood. And so she was like, what does it look like? I said, it looks like blood and water. So she said, oh, my goodness. She said, Tootie, just hang up. We finna get on the prayer line. We finna pray you through. To be honest, when I ended up in there and they did surgery, I went out. When I went out, I ended up in a river. 
There was a man standing in the river waiting for me. This is no lie. And I walked out to him. He told me to come, come. This is what he said. He said, come. And I was slowly walking. Because I was like, where am I? And he picked up the water. He said, I want you to drink. And go back and live. So I took a sip out of his hand. And I woke up singing, yes, Jesus loves me. And she was, the lady beside me, she was about to cry. She said, oh my God, you was out for so long. I didn't know when you was going to wake up. I didn't know what happened to me, but I didn't know I was out that long. And he told me to tell he said, tell her that her husband loves her. And she's not working too much. I didn't even know what was going on in their marriage. But I told her. And she started crying. She hugged me. And it caused favor in the hospital just by me being obedient my friend came up there she stayed with me the whole time I was there and I laid in that bed and I cried the whole night because it was just something different about this miscarriage and the Lord told me he said you didn't miscarry it was a root just think about that all those soul ties I've been with this man for 11 years my baby was 11 weeks. They couldn't find a baby. But a blood clot. And the Lord began to speak to me and said it was a root. That being 11 years worth of filth. Being literally cut out of me. And I had to get what you call a DNC. And right now, to me, that is something spiritual because God wanted to rest there. And in order to rest in your womb and stretch out in you so that you can birth the proper things in life and not miscarry, you got to have a spiritual DNC. You got to be totally cleaned out in your belly for him to rest. Because he don't come, he comes to pull you, deliver you from the unclean thing before the clean thing can take place and grow. So when I came up with these songs, I wrote them because he saved my life. They were actually my testimony, every last one of them. And I was like, what, what should I name this? Like what? And he said, it's my destiny. And I said, it's my destiny. Well, he said, it's your destiny to live. It's your destiny to go forth. It's your destiny because of what's on your life. I didn't just bring you here to a region, but many nations. And I didn't take that seriously, but that's what he spoke. He said, many nations, and it's your destiny. So when the enemy come after me, he's not coming after me because he don't like me. But because of my movement, it's my destiny to get this out. And right now, I have been battling all week with unmuzzling the mouth. 
And sometimes that enemy can come and hit you so hard, he'll take your voice. Where that hit be so hard where you can't even talk about it. But you're carrying it, but you can't talk about it. But at this point in my life, I've noticed when he comes to try to hit me, I'm bold enough to roar. I'm bold enough to stand and call it out for what it is. Ain't no more misdiagnosing in this season. We've been to dissect and decipher and identify so that we can go forward. So it's my destiny that was birthed from here. He definitely gave me that. Amen. And we praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's thank God. Amen. Amen. Awesome miracles. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Through all of this, and you've already told us a little bit, but just we just wanted to we want to break it down for our young people too, um, because some of them, you know, they know the Lord. Amen. Some of them don't know the Lord. Some of them, amen, um, just don't know the depths of how to get to the Lord. And, you know, a lot of times people think because when you're young, you don't know anything. Or you haven't went through anything. Or you haven't experienced anything. So you can't tell anybody anything. Right. If there was something that you could tell them today, what, what would that one thing would you tell them today as young people? I've been young before. And I'm looking out at y'all and I'm about to start crying. <laughs> this life is hard. It's hard enough without it. The enemy wants to take the generation that's to come. This world is not your friend. And when you become a Jesus kid, you don't have friends. You find out that the friends you have that try to make you dislike someone was only to harm you, to make them look at you a different way. Try to put this in a way that you can understand. Don't be tempted by saving devices. And what I mean by this, the first thing that comes, hey, let's go to a party. You feel that thing and you don't go, don't move. The Bible says, honor your mother and father. If you really want to be blessed and live a long time, regardless if it don't make sense, even if they make you mad, honor them. That means obey. Listen to them. Parents are here to parent your purpose. Not just who you are now. I know some parents, you make mistakes. I make mistakes as a mom. But at the end of the day, you have children that are born to be mayors, doctors, presidents. Lawyers, you are here to change the world. This generation are world changers. And you need to know that Jesus loves you. He doesn't force himself, 
but he wants you to know who he is so you can understand who you are. None of these things is to keep you from having fun. You can have fun, but there's a thing called clean fun. You don't want to do anything to hurt your temple. This body right here is a temple that Jesus loves because he built it. He created it. So when you put toxic things like drugs, sex before marriage, it affects the body. You listen to my story. It wasn't good. You have to choose your heart. And I don't want y'all to go out here and end up with the wrong crowd to make you stray. If you really, really want to know God, read your Bible. Pray. The more that you read your Bible, the more that you pray, the more that you take time with him, just talk to him like you would talk to your friend because that's who he is. He's a friend. He's a counselor. He's a healer. He's everything that you're looking for in people. You want to feel good? Drop to your knees. You really want to change and don't like your attitude? You just say, Lord, I come to give this to you. Never say, take it away. The real mature thing is, give it to him. That's how you know you're hungry and you want to change. When you give it to him. Be consistent. Consistency is one of the things that we lack and we don't teach. We don't stay committed enough. But what I mean by that is pray night and day up. When you get out that bed before you go to school, cover your teachers. Cover your parents. Cover your bus driver. Cover the students. Pray for the students. These type of things right here is when you go back to school, I really feel like there is a kingdom movement, a revival like never before. And I'm not talking about in the church. I'm talking about things going to break out in school that's abnormal. People are literally going to be prophesying in the schools and praying in the schools. And this, this is where God wants to move the generation. We don't want this generation to die and not know their purpose. You got to live on purpose unapologetically. Regardless if they don't like you, regardless if they talk about you, be you unapologetically. What I mean by that, don't apologize for being good. Don't apologize for saying no. This is how you protect your future. Because your decisions right now, your choices right now, it affects your future in the long run. What you have trouble with, ask God to help you with that. I don't even know you back there, but I'm looking at you. And I see kids like the pink on you. Yeah. Yeah. 
see, kids like to pick on you. But that's because you are unique, peculiar, and wonderfully and fearfully made. You are God's chosen. You've been picked out to be picked on. You've been stepped on to be picked up. You've been crossed over to be lifted. You are beautiful. You are beautiful inside and out. Your humility is gracious to me. I see it. I see it. These troubles that you're having, they're going to come and they're going to respect you. And they're going to need your help. These same ones that's calling you names, they're going to need your help. What I mean by that? Give them God. Pray for them. You don't have to do tit for tat. You don't have to fight. Because that's what they want. That's what they want. But as of right now, I just really want to tell you, you are beautiful. Do not take on false labels that people put on you. You don't have to wear that. Your father knew you before he formed you. Walk in your purpose. And it's like you know who you are. You know what's on your life. And you know inspiration when you see it. Because it feeds your soul. You like to attract what feeds your soul. But don't think anything wrong with you. Because it's not. You're actually on time. You're on schedule. And a lot more got to look up to you to catch up. I want you to know I love you. I don't even have to know your name. I love children anyways. But I love you. I love you. Jesus loves you more. And he hears you. He sees the tears you cry in the middle of the night, in the middle of the day. Sometimes when you say you, you feel like you don't even want to be here. You have purpose. You're needed, whether you believe it or not. You're needed in your school, whether you believe it or not. Just by your presence being there, people are covered and protected. You have no idea who you are. But you're something great. And as you get older, the world is going to know your name. Do you like to spell? You like spelling? I don't know why. I see you in a spelling bee. You good at spelling? Yeah, I see you in a spelling bee. But I see you like in the national spelling bee. And you need to go try that out. Because you're good at spelling. You're good at words. Very good at words. And you're smart. You're very smart. 
stay in school. They're picking on you because they don't have what you have. And that is purpose. Many times people don't like you, that's because they see your purpose. And they don't know theirs. But don't disown them. Love on them. Love on your enemies. Love on them that mistreat you. And help them find their purpose. You be the light in your school. You be the light in your region. You be the light at your church. Everywhere you go when you see young people, be the light. I love every one of y'all. And y'all gonna do great things. Great things. That song really never done. Never finished. But sooner or later, I believe after today, God is getting ready to call y'all name and y'all are about to be put to work in a different way. You're going to feel different. You're going to sound different. And the visionary up here. Yeah, you. She's so creative. She's so creative. But I'm not going to talk y'all ears off. But just know, Jesus loves you and you have purpose. And you got to live it. Live on it. Live on purpose. And just be you. Don't change. Change for the good. But don't change. Just because someone come to you and say, I don't like this. Be like, oh well, Jesus does. I do because I'm me. What do you like about you? What don't you like about you? And it's going to stop them from talking. Honor your mother and father. Obey. Don't be sneaking out trying to do this and that and the other. Because then that's like disobedience and it's not good. And then that enemy can come in. But honor your mother and father. Obey them. Because whether they make mistakes or not, they're literally looking out for you, protecting you. So that you can be great. I pray that all y'all go to college. I declare and decree over y'all lives. Scholarships. 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 You will not fail. You will not get expelled. But you will graduate. Go to college. And change this world. Because we need it. You're needed. You're needed.
You're the next in line. You're next up. And we need you. All of you. We need you. Amen. Be at peace. Be at peace. I love y'all. Speak blessings over you. Thank y'all for coming. I'm glad to see y'all faces. The next time you look in the mirror, you get up. You say, I'm wonderfully, fearfully made. I am a world changer. But make sure you change yourself before you change this world. Make sure you change your ways. Because character matters. It takes you far. Okay? So make sure you change your ways. Always remember that. You got to change you before you can change the world. Okay? All right. Let's thank God for that. Amen. Beautiful encouragement. Amen. Amen. This is so awesome. Glory to God. Amen. God is so good. I'm just sitting here just, just in the presence of the Lord, just, just loving on God. He's so real. He's so real. And he knows the appointed time for everything. Amen. We thank God for you. We know that you have a big supporter sitting right beside you. Amen. I, it's been a pleasure meeting him because that's how I was able to meet you through him. Amen. And didn't know the connection. Amen. Just know his father and everything. Didn't, didn't know the connection, but the God thing put it together. <laughs> Amen. So we want to know just a little some more about you all and oh, I know he has supported you and been by your side. You prayed for him. He has prayed for you because that's very important in relationships and in marriage. Amen. So do y'all want to tell, talk a little bit about that? started to to fall for each other, you know. Um, 
a lot of um, a lot of a lot of warfare uh, with with just with being with each other. Uh, um, the Lord, the Lord definitely He definitely spoke to us. Um, I think that's a big thing uh, as far as husband and wife. A lot of people that are married today, that's, they don't really have their real mate. Because, um, to be honest, God ain't approved. A lot of people are just in matrimony and not holy matrimony. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a lot of warfare, man, with, with um, family. Uh, just different, different things, man. God definitely worked it out in his favor to bring us together. And ever since then we've been going strong. We have every marriage has ups and downs, uh, you know. Um, but God's definitely working everything out. Um, as long as I know for me, I have to be, she tells me all the time, um, if I'm not submitted to God, she can't submit to me. And that's just real. Um, that's just real. So I have to make sure as a man, as a father, that I have to stay prayed up uh, constantly so that I can, I'm can. i able to lead them, my family. Um, and that's, that's just a big thing that I'm learning now. Just to stay prayed up, like she said, read your Bible, stay prayed up, um, and it'll it'll sometimes sometimes God will wreck your plans. You know, um, it's crazy, but He'll wreck your plans for for His plan, and His plan will be a lot better than yours. Um, it might not make sense, but. His plan, you just gotta trust him, and that's where that I think that's where God has me now. A lot of um, before I was married to her, um, I was depending on man a lot. Um, I was depending on myself a lot. I was like, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Um, but God kind of put me in this in this relationship in this covenant with her and with Him to just trust in Him. To learn how to trust in him, and I think that definitely saved my life. Um, so, yeah, uh, we we we've been working on music um, together. We worked on her latest CD, Overcomer. And we've been doing ministry, going out doing ministry ever since. Um, for real, and it's just. Amen. And just for the young people's sake, let them know what you do, how God uses you. Uh, so I, I'm a drummer. I play drums. <laughs> I play drums. Uh, I play a little bit of piano as well. I've been playing drums since I was about two, as my mom would say. Um, I've been playing drums. That's all I really know how to do, for real, for real. That's all I love to do. Um, that's my passion, is to make music, create music. Um, but, yeah, 
pretty much what I love and do. That's what I do. Amen. And we thank God. Amen. God honors marriage. And, I, and what I really love when he said, sometimes people put themselves together. Sometimes it's just matrimony, but it's not holy matrimony. Amen. I heard that. Amen. And that's why, amen, as uh, married couples, and one day these young people, they're going to grow up. Some of them may already have in their mind, you know, I want to be married. But you got to know, you, you need to know what marriage is all about, what God says about marriage, how to respect and honor and how to love and encourage and trust and long-suffering. Because a lot of times people don't have the long-suffering part. And they're ready to throw in the towel. And that's why prayer is important. That's why she said, you got to pray. you got to read your word. And, they, and I know they pray for one another. We pray for one another. Because it's going to be a time when one is down and one is up. And you, gotta, you, you both can't be down at the same time. But one got to be up and you want to say, okay, it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. And you're going to have those times in your life. We've had those times in our lives where I might be crying. He said, okay, you got to pick yourself up. Or you come comfort with a hug. It's been times when he has cried. We've lost jobs, lost other things. But God. Amen. But God. Amen. And, and we just love the Lord. We thank God for how he ordained this day. Amen. He set this day aside. Amen. To minister. We minister to each other. To the young people. Amen. And thank God for your, 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 your music. Music ministers to the souls of people. And uh, uh, sometimes a lot of people, I mean, they may not. Uh, the words, they might not listen to the words, but when God is in the thing, He ministers. Amen. So we just thank God. We're going to hear, amen, from Psalmist Tanita J. Amen. We're going to hear her sing, but we want to make sure, amen, we have not missed anything that you all want to tell us about today. Amen. Brother Casey, can you tell us a time where you know God really moved on your behalf? Uh, yeah, when I, I think definitely when uh, my son was born, um, I think I watched him as he was coming out, and his the, the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck. Um, but everything was smooth. He snipped it right on out, and um, just but just I think just from her. Last trying to have a, a baby and then miscarrying, I think God definitely uh, ordained and moved on our behalf uh, just so that we could have our baby boy. Yeah. And that's a miracle, amen. Amen. That's a miracle. Amen. God, God, loves, God loves the children, amen. He really does, amen. Because their hearts are so tender. Amen. They they have the greatest faith. And they'll believe anything. And that's why at the young tender age, it's good to teach the young people. And um, 
it's just so amazing and we just just love the lord um tell us a little bit more about overcomer your cd overcomer overcomer that literally comes from everything that i have been through let me tell you i've overcame grief grief was the one of those things that i thought i wasn't gonna really let go i wasn't gonna get delivered from or come out of um when my grandmother passed that put a hole in my heart um it just made me feel like couldn't nobody really feel that void and i had to get to god without crying i didn't have that moment to cry i didn't have that moment to really really get it out like i wanted it to and i was angry at my family because I had faith to believe that she was going to get up and walk. I didn't tell him, well, Lord, heal her on the other side. No, my, my pastor did that. Um, but I just believed every day when I went to her that she was talking. I believe she got up. But the last time that I saw her up was when she went to my event. I didn't want to go. She was like, I want you to go sing. She was really big on me singing. She loved that. She kept me in that. She'd go for broke for me to be in that. But um, she supported. It wasn't the gift that she supported. It was actually of the anointing. She saw the oil on my life. And I think that's why she kept me sheltered more than she kept my sister sheltered. But my grandmother was my pastor. When I didn't understand the pastor at church. She was literally my pastor. She was she was everything. And when he took her from me, it's like, who am I? So I had to overcome not just grief, but identity crisis, forgiveness. <laughs> you talk about somebody gets the whole grudges. I was dysfunctional and anointed. <laughs> but I didn't want to be that way. I wanted to be just anointed and aligned. Alignment. That's who I wanted to be. And he had me in the place where I was ministering on broken pieces. And I couldn't believe that I was telling someone else when I'm like, who was born into me? What, what's happening to me? And it was like one day, because I met him, I met Apostle Curry. I thank God for meeting her. Because she activated what was dormant. She's more like a kingdom mother. But she's my mama. And I was always looking for a mother to come and feel that. And the, it's like the right time and the appointed time. God gave me exactly what I needed. Yeah, I have a birth mom, but ain't nothing like having a mother in kingdom to nourish what you carry so it won't die. And the first song that he gave me was King of Glory. And I said, Lord, what is this about? Every song you give me is something rich that I don't understand. And he told me, he said, everything that you've been through was for my glory. 
Now I need you to bring it forth. And so just imagine going into some churches and you see people praising God and he's not there. But have you ever really encountered the glory of God? And how are you going to know when you encounter the glory of God? When you endure. Because it causes long suffering to reign with him. And I didn't realize I endured some hard times. When I looked, when he literally gave me a five second memory, not five minutes, not five hours. He said five seconds. Five second memory. He said, You stood it in all this. You didn't fold. You didn't complain. You didn't grump. You were silent. And because you were silent, it had caused you to come in into a realm where you can sit here and endure and be unbothered at the same time. This is my glory. Because when the glory is there, no matter what contrary wind is going on in your life, you're standing like a tree by the water. You're standing. You're standing. Hind's feet to climb the mountain. I could have slipped, but he gave me good footing because I asked him to order my steps. I didn't know which way I was going, but I asked him to order my steps, and he did that. Everything that I've asked God to do that I knew I did not like, that would hinder my purpose, I asked him to move it. Literally, I asked him to move it. And that minute that I did that, there was no gap with me, the church, or my purpose. Not even him. Everything was full circle. It was complete. I didn't have any gaps. Remember, I had gaps when I didn't know when. And that's how it looks when you when you go before God and he wants to draw you close and you feel that drawing. It's because he wants to fill those spaces, those gaps. Sometimes your gaps come from unforgiveness. Sometimes those gaps come from bitterness. And I overcame a place of failure. Because that's what I felt like. I felt like a failure. I felt like I just failed. I failed at life. And God had told me, he said, you didn't fail. You haven't fallen. This was my will. So that you can know who you are. And that's when I knew the depths that I was more than a conqueror. I was the head and not the tail. Amen. I was above and not beneath. And I had to realize I overcame this. I overcame that. So, yeah, I'm an overcomer. What tried to bury me birthed me. So I'm an overcomer. And so that's where that come from. Overcomer. You got to know that you overcame. And praise God. Let's thank God for her. Amen. Amen. We're going to end it.
after she sings, um, minister to us in, in song. Um, we're going to get her to pray for the whole audience and also those that are watching um, by our live stream. Amen. Because we know that there's some that's watching, there's some that's going to watch later. Amen. And they need to know this. Jesus loves them. Amen. And not only Jesus, but some, we love them. Amen. Amen. So we want, we're going to get ready, amen, to hear, amen, Psalmist Tanita J. Cunningham. And she's going to be singing um, one of her songs from her album, Overcomer. Amen. Amen. Could you tell us a little bit about the song that you're about to sing? King of Glory. I know y'all familiar with that scripture about who is the king of glory. The Lord God strong and
ashamed to be on your knees. I want to be low as possible.
Father, to honor their mother and their father. God, I even thank you for allowing it to be in the sanctuary, back at the altar where it all starts. God, we thank you for your power. We thank you for being a deliverer. We thank you for being a counselor. We thank you for being a therapist. God, we thank you today for resurrecting, restoring, renewing hearts and minds. God, we even thank you for the spirit of rejuvenation. God, I thank you right now, Father, that you are restoring your children and bringing them home. Even the prodigal son, the prodigal daughter. God, I thank you right now that you're restoring them and come, and they're coming back to you. Because not only are you married to the backslider, but God, you also draw in the ones that are scattered. And so, Father, we thank you right now for the drawing. We thank you right now that you are touching every church that's in America, Father, that you're bringing alignment back to the house of God. Yes, Lord, that it belongs to you. And Lord, right now, we submit ourselves. We surrender today. Every ungodly activity, ungodly manner, God, we surrender today. We don't bow to Baal. We don't bow to the things of this world. But Lord, we bow to you. And as we bow to you, Father, as we submit again to you, as we redirect our submission, we ask you to fill us, fill every empty space, fill every void that is empty that man can't fill. Only you can complete us. Give those children the desires of their heart that match your desire, God, and let it be your will for their life. I thank you for covering them when they go out these doors. I thank you for protecting their minds and their hearts and the anointing that's on their life so when they go out, they will be new. They will smell different. They will sound different. They will even walk different. And I declare a decree now, God, that you are resurrecting them from a low place and you're positioning them in the right place in who they are. Everyone that has suffered or lacked their identity, you have restored their purpose to know who they are. You have filled the gaps so that they can complete their assignment in the earth that you call them to. Father, touch the parents to begin to see that they have a responsibility to parent not only their character, not only their purpose, not only their identity, but God, what's on the inside of them that is planted. Father, we thank you right now for parents. We thank you for touching the parents where they are about to grow more mature to listen to their children, understand their children, and love their children even the more. The parents need eyes too. The parents need ears too. So Father, right now we ask you to restore their hearing 
and their sight. Father, make them more sensitive in the spirit concerning their children so they can instruct them and warn them and lead them the right way and not be raised how mama and daddy raised us no longer will we suffer or grow from generational curses but God we're reversing it and we're claiming generational blessings in the land so father we need the church restored change the appetite of your bride change the appetite of your bride bring us to the altar again and this time we have an altar experience like never before that when we meet you at the altar you meet us father touch families So much going on in families. Father, woo the hearts of man. Massage their hearts and make it soft that they forgive their loved ones. That they forgive the people that hurt them. You restore families like you restore marriages. You restore the children so that our land can be healed. And so, Father, we come to you with high expectation of a real revival, a renewal, real restoration, real healing take place in the lives of your people. Father, I ask you to cover the clergy. Father, I ask you to protect the clergy. Where they have went left, Father, straighten the lines. Make the cricket path straight. Father, I ask you right now to resurrect them from that low place. Be the deliverer that you are because it's your nature to deliver. Be the healer that you are because it's your nature to heal. I pray right now in the spirit and in the Holy Ghost that an angelic alliance, angels are going before me and being dispatched in charge over this community, over this, over this town, over this region. Father, go within Talladega. And bring in the murderers. Bring in the drug dealers. Father God, this world needs you now more than ever. America needs you more than ever. And so we put ourselves back under you. And I'm, oh Jesus, I hear you, Father. We put this back nation under you. And we crown you again. We put you back on the throne where you belong. We put you back in position so you can get us in position. Father, we give you back your job. We give you back your job. Break down 
every idol, every spirit that's high, we cast it down. The imagination of man, we cast it down. The manipulation of man, we cast it down. We bind up everything that is not like you, oh God. Because we want to experience you in a different way. We want to experience you on another level. And so today, we ask you to increase our hunger. And we seek the kingdom of heaven more than ever. More than we have ever before. So that you can bring alignment and that you can change our ways. So that when we come to you, we can smell good in your presence. And you be pleased with our prayer life. You be pleased with our walk. And you be pleased, God, with our worship. You be pleased with the peace that we give. Restore the hearts, the minds and the souls of the broken, of the lonely. Bring your children back home. I mean, back home, back to you. Father, we release a strong wind from the north, south, east, and west. We come in agreement that this next wind is going to bring them back to the altar. I declare and decree a harvest of souls shall come. Real revival break out in unknown and uncommon places. Schools, jobs, schools, Jobs, the streets, the clubs. Let them encounter you in a different measure. Give us a drive, even when we're tired, to pray. We are in this time and hour of our lives when every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that you are Lord. And so, Father, we bow. We get in our posture to bow. We kneel before you, God, in need of a move over this generation. Protect the children, O oh Father. Protect them one by one. Cover their lives. Yeah, we stand in the gap for this generation. Cover their lives. So many have gone on because of anger. But God, whatever they have going on within themselves, deliver them from it supernaturally. God, we call the help. We send in the help. Someone to talk to them. Someone to change their mind. Someone to change their heart posture, God. Drive out the hatred out of the hearts of our children. Dismantle the spirit of jealousy 
that they shall live and not die. What the enemy has planned and set up, God reverse it. We renounce it today. They shall live. This generation shall live and not die. Unnecessary deaths I bind in the mighty name of Jesus. I curse your works and your powers. You will no longer take another soul senselessly. In the mighty name of Jesus, Hoshai, in the mighty name of Jesus, they shall live. They shall be world changers. This generation will save the generation that is now. And the next, and the next, and the next, and the next. God, redirect us and help us to return back to covenant. Back to covenant where we belong, where it's been broken, where it's been stolen. And the enemy want to use it another way. God, return us back to covenant. Put us back under you. Give us real relationship so that we can understand the depths of fellowship. Bring it back, God. Bring the glory back. We need the glory to survive. And we thank you that your hand is bringing divine security and protection over your people. Don't move your hand. Don't let up your hand. And God, I come against the spirit of suicide thoughts. Suicide thoughts. I come against the spirit of depression. I come against the spirit of anxiety. I come against the spirit, oh God, of failure. I come against the spirit of overwhelmness. I, I come against the spirit of weary and tiredness. Father, strengthen your people. They need strength. They need supernatural strength. They need your strength, divine strength. And so God, strengthen America. Head of our soul. Strengthen America, God. We may be in a recession. We may be in a pandemic. But there's nothing too hard for you. You are the shepherd. And because you are the shepherd, we shall not want. And so, God, I thank you now. Yes, Lord, that you are providing and making way for divine provision. Yes, you are giving the family strategies to survive. Yes, Lord, you are giving strategies to the people to stand and not fall. Yes, Lord, and we thank you now because the government is on your shoulders. 
we thank you now that you are the governor that sits on the government. You reign and rule forevermore. And so today, I give you me. Lady Pearson give you her. We give you back this day. We give you back this time. We give you back 365 days of our life. God, we thank you for grace. We thank you for the grace. We thank you for grace. And we thank you for mercy. Lord, we love you. And we don't take it lightly. Please don't count it not robbery that we're here. We want what's in your heart, not what's in your hand. And so we thank you, God, because we yield and we bowed, that heaven has heard us and you have sought us, postured before you. And we pray now that you honor every word God that has been spoken and rendered in the heavens I believe within my heart as I come to you spiritually naked holding nothing covering up nothing standing in the gap for your people that you have healed restored renewed delivered and set free you have healed restored renewed delivered and set free and God we thank you for showing your hand we thank you for showing your hand we thank you for coming in and sitting with us we thank you for even resting on the lives. God, we thank you for keeping your hands on America. We thank you for the ones that standing in the gap for our nation. You're healing the land. You said the prayers of the righteous avail it much. And so, God, we come in agreement. We come in agreement today that our generation and the next shall live. We shall live. Live to live again. And we put down the foolish thing It is in your son's name 
Jesus the Christ, our Lord and Savior, that we pray one accord as one with you, we say, Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for that prayer. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. We thank God. Amen. Amen for this broadcast on today, this service of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We thank God for the Rejoicing in Jesus Christ program. Amen. Heavenly Grace Gospel Word Network Incorporated Rejoicing in Jesus Christ program. Amen. We thank God again. Amen. For Psalmist Tanita J. Cunningham. Amen. And her supporter. Amen. Her husband. Amen. Brother. Amen. Kevin K.C. Cunningham on today. Amen. We thank God. Amen. For our founder, Apostle Miller James Pearson Jr. Amen. How God has led him, amen, to bring many on to share, amen, their stories and testimonies, what God has done for them. And we're rejoicing together in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. In the hands of our apostle, Miller James Pearson Jr.